Job just needs somebody in his corner who has no agenda. Somebody who just wants to help him and protect him. Somebody who would counsel him in the right direction. Job, man, you, you got to do something. Something has to change, man. Today. Today. back again for did you hear what chocolate said i got some serious business to get to so i won't make this introduction too long let's just get started on the news of the day the nba season's number one story has been john moran at least for the last six months or so maybe nine months it's been bigger than lebron breaking kareem's record Bigger than the continuing saga of Kyrie Irving. Remember all that that was going on? I've got a lot to unpack here. So I decided to write an open letter to John Moran. But before I get into the letter, let's let's talk a little bit. Just who is Demetrius Jamel Morant? Ja, that's his name. Demetrius, huh? He's the he's the NBA superstar, John ja Moran. He was born, you know, August tenth, nineteen ninety nine. Yes, nineteen ninety nine. You know, two thousand zero zero party over. Oops, out of time. So tonight we're gonna party like it's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, rest in peace, Prince. But anyway, John ja Moran, professional basketball player who many have said is the next face of the NBA. He's from Sumter, South Carolina. So no, he's not from Brooklyn or Chicago. He's from Sumter, South Carolina, which is a town of about 50,000 people smack dab in the middle of South Carolina, 100 miles uh, west from um, Myrtle Beach. It's only about 27 square miles. 48% of the people in Sumter are black. 52% 52% is everybody else. So that's how how the place he's from is. Ja graduated from high school in 2017. He finished his last two seasons of his high school career at Crestwood High, averaging 27 points, 8 rebounds, and 8 assists per game, earning South Carolina Class 3A All-State honors both years, and was a three-time all-region MVP. He played on the AAU circuit, which is the Amateur Athletic Union, for those who have not heard of AAU. He teamed up with, guess who at one time? Zion Williamson. I'm sure you remember that name. He was um, his high school's leading scorer of all time. All time. This is Ja Morant. Ja gets his athleticism, honestly, though. Both his parents are former athletes with his dad, T. Morant, being a former high school teammate of Ray Allen and played ball at Claflin University. But his dad ended up not playing pro ball overseas when Ja was born. He decided to stay here, and he just left his basketball dreams behind. He ended up becoming a highly skilled barber, though, to support his family. So despite these high school accolades, though, Ja was not highly recruited. And he was actually 
accidentally discovered by a, Mary, a Murray State assistant coach who happened to see Ja play at a camp that he attended to see one of his own recruits. So they actively recruited Ja, who committed to them on September the 3rd, 2016. Hey, I'm going to Murray State. The only other offers he received was from Duquesne, Maryland Eastern, Eastern Shore, South Carolina State, and Wofford. Though that was it, as well as he was playing. So Ja played two seasons at Murray State, and then he declared for the 2019 NBA draft. He was drafted second overall by the Memphis Grizzlies, second only to Zion Williamson. There's that name again. He made 14 points for four rebounds and four assists, one steal and one block in his first game ever in the NBA. Finished his rookie season, earning the Rookie of the Year award, and he made the NBA's all-rookie first team. His sophomore season, 2021, 20-21, he appeared in the newly implemented play-in tournament where the Grizzlies eliminated the Golden State Warriors to enter the playoffs for the first time in four seasons. They were eliminated in six games in the first round by the Utah Jazz. Then in his third season, Ja was selected as an all-star game starter, posted a career-high 52-point game on a 22 of 30 shooting, and although he got a knee injury and ended up missing nine games, he was voted the most improved player and also led Memphis to the playoffs for the second time in his career. He got by Minnesota in the first round, but was eliminated in the second round by the Golden State Warriors. He joined uh, Kobe Bryant and LeBron James as being the only players to record multiple 45-point games before turning 23 years old. In those playoffs, he averaged 38.3 points a game on 50.6% shooting from two and 43.3% from three and 85.7% in free throws. So right after that third season, that's when he signed his rookie max deal with the Grizzlies for five years, $193 million guaranteed, increasing to $231 million if he makes an all NBA team. In the first two games of his fourth season in 2022, he broke the franchise record for the most points scored in the first two games with 83 points. He became the Memphis Grizzlies um, the slightest. He became the Memphis Grizzlies highest number of assists. So he broke the franchise record for assists. And this is just his fourth season. He made the all-star game as a reserve guard and entered the 10th and he earned his, the 10th triple-double of his career. This is just by his fourth season. Made the playoffs, but they were eliminated by the Lakers in the first round. My team, my favorite team. So Ja is great. That's why I go over all this. Ja is otherworldly. He is an incredible athlete. He's athletic. He's smart. He's a leader on the floor. When you watch the Grizzlies play, they go as Ja goes. You know he's the best player on the floor. He's fast. He has a pretty good shot, too, and getting better each year. But this fourth season has been wrought with incidents involving Ja Morant off the field. That's the thing. 
off the field. Does fine on the field, on, on, or I should say on the court, but off the court. So first, on March the 4th, before March the 4th, when they started this investigation on his Instagram Live, there were a couple of incidents where he was involved with guns before that. There was an incident with a, a young teenage uh, player that was playing ball over at his house. And the person uh, did something accidentally. So Ja got mad and ran the house and grabbed his gun and came back and threatened him with the gun. That's pending. Then there was something that happened at the Indiana Pacers where some Indiana Pacers personnel were, were coming out. And SUV drives by and you can see the triple beam pointing at him. I guess a red beam was pointing at him from the vehicle and Ja was in there, but you know, I guess they couldn't prove who was flashing the beam, but he was in there with them. Then of course there's the issue with the guns and the club. So March the 4th, they launched that investigation into the Instagram live video of Morant displaying a gun at a Colorado nightclub earlier that morning, just hours after they lost to the Denver Nuggets. Then later that day, the Grizzlies announced that, that uh, Ja would be away from the team for at least two games. Then Moran also released an official statement on that same day, stating that he would be leaving the team for an indefinite amount of time to find better resources to handle his stress, anxiety, and overall well-being. And then he deactivated his Instagram and his Twitter accounts. And then the, the, uh, Nike released a statement saying we appreciate Jaws' accountability and that he's taking the time to get the help he needs. We support his prioritization of his well-being. Then Ja also reportedly entered a counseling program in Florida. What was he there? Two weeks? That's not a counseling program, but okay. That's what he's called it. That's where he went. So they initially gave no timetable for his return. But he was at least out for the next four games after that. Then, on March 15th, he goes to meet with NBA Commissioner Adam Silver in his New York offices after he got out the counseling program. There were some other executives in there, and in that meeting, uh, they talked about the gravity of the situation. And afterwards, the NBA announced that they suspended him for eight games. So eight games he got without pay. For that nightclub incident. Um, six of those games he had already missed as a result, you know, during that leave of absence, meaning that he had to um, miss two more games after that. So fast forward to May. We're in one end month, now to another end month, May. So from March to May, two months. He got suspended from all team activities again by the Grizzlies. Why? Another Instagram live video of him sitting in the passenger seat flashing a gun. And we're thinking, what in the world is going on? So when Adam Silver, the commissioner, was interviewed after this incident, he said he was shocked. And the league is going to have to do some investigation and take whatever extra disciplinary actions are warranted. Just recently, he said, hey, our investigation has netted some more information, but we have chosen not to reveal any of that 
or discuss it publicly until after the finals so as to not take away the shine from the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. Just wait till after that. Let them have their time. I respect that decision. But the issue is, you get suspended eight games. You had a conversation with the commissioner about the gravity. He gives you a chance. Gives you a chance. Said, okay, come on back, blah, blah, blah. Team takes you back. You lead them into the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. And then you're on camera with a gun flashing again. I'm sure that was a gut punch to Adam Silver. So listen, everybody in the sports world has commented on this John Morant situation. They've expressed a wide array of emotions, anger, sadness, disappointment, disgust. Some, however, want to focus on how he hasn't committed a crime. So why is everybody making such a big deal? And then there's others that say, how is what Ja doing any different than Draymond Green taking a photo holding a gun at a gun range? Well, I'll tell you. A gun range represents responsible gun brandishing. Drinking and dancing or riding in a car waving a gun to the beat of a song is not responsible gun brandishing. That's the difference. And with the climate we're in in this country around guns, the NBA doesn't want to be associated with players who are irresponsibly toting around guns. That's it in a nutshell. It's really simple. This is not about race or nothing. People want to make it about that. That's not what this is about. Now, if you want to argue that the NBA shouldn't even be concerned about the guns and all that, then you have at it. But this is a real issue. And that's what the issue is. People who can't see this difference, you just don't want to see it. Sports analysts after sports analysts and podcasters all over are saying to Ja, look, bro, stop putting on like you're a thug and a gangster because you aren't. And the real gangsters don't like perpetrators. It's so imminent that even Stephen A. Smith, while on the Rich Eisen show, issued his own warning to Moran. Not only did S.A. discuss how hurt Adam Silver was by what Ja has done, but he also said there are certain things we cannot speak on. So there's even more that we don't even know about. And even the media is being told you can't speak on it. That's serious. There's more to this story than we know, and it's very, very serious. Stephen A. is also right that Ja is very lucky that he isn't in the league with the late, great David Stern at the helm, because with David Stern, Ja would have been suspended already for much more than eight games the first time he had this this uh, issue. And now that he's reoffended. David Stern would try to suspend him for the whole season without question. That's what I believe he would have done. So what was the most shocking, if you listen to this interview on the Rich Eisen show of Stephen A., what was the most shocking is when he said that the things they can't speak on involve the places that Ja goes and the things he finds himself involved in and the company he keeps. And, and the fact that he feels compelled to have a gun at all times. Stephen A. also said that many people in the NBA community are worried about Ja to the degree that they 
worry if he's going to be alive in the next five years because of this company that he keeps and the things that he finds himself in the middle of. This is alarming. I mean, very alarming. This is serious, folks. This is not a game. And that's what Stephen A. was trying to impress upon people in that interview. It's serious. First, he seems to be doing things which could take his life. If this happens, what a tragedy that will be. Another young person with so much promise gone too soon. Second, Ja didn't grow up as a hood figure. He wasn't in the streets. He has both parents. They're entrepreneurs and people who attended college. They weren't examples of hood people to him. So why is this lure or attraction for Ja to being gangster? Where did this come from? I don't know him personally, so I can't answer that. But unfortunately, at this point, it doesn't even matter why he's so attracted to that world. But here's the danger. The imitation of gangster life is not the best form of flattery. It's actually considered a sign of disrespect in the eyes of those who are about that life. They live it. They don't just play it. This is probably why the NBA community, most who are black and familiar with that life, are worried about job being dead in the next five years. So, you know, thinking about all this, hearing it, it caused me to pause and to write an open letter to John Moran. So I'm going to close with that letter. Before I read it, let me remind you that this podcast, Did You Hear What Chocolate Said, is powered by the Chocolate Writer Communications and PR. To find out the services we offer, head over to thechocolatewriter.com. Follow me on my Facebook page, Chocolate Writer, or t- on Twitter and Instagram, at Chocolate Writer. The YouTube channel has been created and it's live, and we're in the process of building content on there. So it's not much on there yet, but you can actually follow it. The Chocolate Writer specializes in digital marketing, PR, and copywriting services. We are accepting new clients at this time, so fill out the contact form on our website as soon as possible because these slots fill up quickly, especially the last two quarters of the year. We thank you for that. So, okay, here we go. Dear Ja, you don't know me, but I am a mother to a black son. My son is a few years older than you. He's the only child I have. My son just became a father, so he brought me my first grandchild, a boy. God bless him. When I look at you, you remind me of my glorious son. You see, my son is athletic. He has a magnetic personality, and the ladies love his swagger. My son also has a big heart. He's fiercely protective of me and his aunt and his cousins. They're female cousins. Growing up surrounded by women cultivated that. He wears dreads. He loves rap music. And he believes in protecting himself. So maybe this is why your story is so jarring for me. I see him in you. You may not hear this letter on your own, but maybe somebody will hear this and get it to you. So Ja, son, please use this off season to be still and reset. Everyone needs to do this from time to time. 
It is urgent you do so now, right now. I don't know you personally. I can only go by what I've seen about you over the past four years. What I see is a young man with a tremendous basketball talent. What I also see is someone who seems to be acting out in some way, pretending to be something you're not. And I'm sure you've heard others in the media go on these podcasts going on and on about how you need to do this and that. I'm going to say a few things straight up, no chaser. I'm not going to do all that flowery language and all that. I'm just going to tell you straight up. First, re-examine and change your circle. It is clear you have people around you who are vultures and only there for their own interest. How do I know? Because whenever there's been trouble, these same people are either around you or they called you over to come over to where the trouble is. Now, some of these may be family. It doesn't matter. Do you want to live? Do you want to excel in the NBA as you said you always dreamed of? You've got to cut these people out. They're not doing all they can to help you. Not do these troubling things. They're inviting you to them or escorting you to the trouble. Like they're feeding you to the wolves. So second, pray and beg God for discernment. D-I-S-C-E-R-N-M-E-N-T. Discernment, which is the ability to judge well and have perception with a view to understanding. Beg him, Jah. Pray for it. He will deliver it to you if you believe. Third, seek wise counsel. Don't seek counsel from people that know just what you know. And keep them yes men from around you. I promise you, not even your parents are on the list of wise counsel right now. They're not. Sometimes it takes someone outside of your circle to see what's really needed. So look, Ja, the NBA... And dare I say, the athletics community in general and the media community, they're all really concerned about you and they're willing to help you sincerely. I believe that. So here's what I here's who I recommend you talk to people wiser than you are. Or I am just talk to them. Number one, Karan Butler, former NBA player who learned how to play basketball while in prison. He has a story. He didn't even learn how to play basketball. He learned in prison well enough to to be able to be a part of the NBA. Talk to Karan. Allen Iverson, the answer, who knows a thing or 12 about that fine line between two, uh, two worlds and their pitfalls and how to get out. Even Michael Jordan, yes, the GOAT, Michael Jordan, because... He's a master of blocking out all the noise, centering himself and elevating himself in the middle of vultures. And Magic Johnson, the godfather of the NBA, that's what I call him, and one of the greatest businessmen on earth who knows how to navigate in shark-infested waters of the NBA even now. So what, he's old like me. He knows how to navigate the NBA and still does so right now. Talk to him. I'm going to even add Steve Harvey. People clown Steve Harvey, but this man came from nothing. 
built his legacy up from scratch, making mistakes along the way that he happened to learn from, and he does not mind sharing his knowledge with others. So yeah, Steve Harvey is another one. Now, if a high-profile person is not what you want, then I have one more person, somebody that you may not have ever even heard of. This man is a married father of two, educated black man, former NCAA Division I basketball player who also played pro ball overseas, father of two sons, one of which is now a head coach at the college basketball level, and the other playing in the G League after being a first-round draft pick in the NBA draft. So he's still in the game. He's a man of integrity that came from hard work. He knows how to navigate people, and he cares. You can tell. He gives a damn about you and all the young men that's going to come after you. His name is Carlton Valentine, and he's not hard to find. If you have any difficulty reaching him, contact Coach Tom Izzo of Michigan State, and his office can connect you. That's how serious this is. It's time to get with the get right, Ja. Playtime is over. You see, while your name is being dragged in the media by these self-righteous attention seekers out there, your running partners, the very one that's been bringing you to the trouble, or calling you over there and escorting you to the trouble. Mm. They've gone back to uh, living their obscure little lives and not even being bothered in any way. Meanwhile, dudes out here really about that life are out here feeling disrespected, like you're equating their real with playing a role or a game. It's serious, man. It's serious. I'm speaking as a mother. I know you love your mother just like my son loves me. If you do, don't play around with bringing grief on her. Nothing is worth that, especially not 16 bars in an Instagram video. So get it done, Jaw, for yourself, your daughter, and your mama. Don't add your name to the list of tragedies in our community. Don't do it, Jaw. Get it together. I'm out.